I have some, where did that phrase come from? Okay, so I say a phrase. You guys just try and guess and tell me. We'll maybe good at this. Where'd that phrase come from? Okay, uh, turn a blind okay. eye. Where did turn a blind eye come from? Um, I'm assuming I'm, somebody's blind in one eye, so they have to turn a whole like 360 to see it with the other eye. That's good. Uh, William, your guess? I think it's like I think it all comes from like eye for an eye type thing, like biblical. Okay, Ryan's oh. actually really close to it. Uh, what it oh. means? Well, yeah. So uh, this was back to, all the way back to 1801. Uh, I think uh, Air Force won the championship that year. Uh, 1801, uh, that was a joke. You, I, you know, you guys could support me with a little laughter. You know, this is how we do on stage. I think I, I think I heard 1901 in my head. It was selective hearing. But yeah, 1801, uh, yeah, I mean, Air Force, big time. They were huge. You weren't listening. Will never listens to me. Ryan, agree with that. <laughs> Will never listens to me. He's like my wife I mean, of... I- I would, of, of I won't agree decades. with that, but he never 1801, I was like, eh, man. Okay, yeah, maybe. well, Ryan, okay, so it was 18, okay, I'm just going to say it, okay, you guys suck right now. We're starting this podcast <laughs> off on a weird foot. <laughs> sorry for ruining your joke. Yeah, well, <laughs> so uh, 1801, the Battle of Copenhagen, of course. Uh, British naval hero Horatio Nelson, all right, this guy was a G, Horatio Nelson, uh, his ships <laughs> were pitted again, all right, so it's Horatio and his ship. Against, Very British name. Against like a huge Danish Norwegian <laughs> fleet. Okay. So it's him against the Danish slash Norwegians. Okay. Mm, so those dirty Danes. What does Horatio do? Okay. Horatio sees. He turns a blind eye. Oh, hold on, Ryan. You're getting there. You're getting there. You're getting I there. bet he batted Horatio, down the hatches. Horatio <laughs> sees the supporting officer requesting a uh, withdrawal. Okay. He's waving the white flag. His supporting officer is. So what does he do? He, he pretends he doesn't see. He, he puts the telescope to his eye that's blind and says, I really do not <laughs> see the signal. And they went on to win a decisive victory in that war against those. Uh, well, he was going to win either way. I don't care. He just wanted yes, to kill was. some people. Yes, was, but what that's what turned a blind eye. But hey, everyone else behind him, they, the assistant coach was saying, let's punt. He goes, no, we're going for it on fourth. And they won the battle. So that's where turn a blind eye comes from. Um, I don't know if you guys think that's cool or not. Well, white elephant. White elephant. Where Ooh. does white elephant come from? I'm going to guess it's some, something to do with like ivory. Um, although I don't even know like just the word white elephant or what does the white elephant mean? Like you mean like the gift exchange? Like a white elephant? Yeah, yeah. yeah the white elephant gift exchange. Yes. Where did it come from? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with like uh, elephants are sacred to the Hindu I believe. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. And with the white elephant, you're getting something that you're not expecting. Yeah. I mean, wow. First of all, highly educated podcast here <laughs> with the Hindus and the <laughs> elephants. That, that could be true, but it just, it just made me laugh. Just, it just made me laugh. It, it's maybe true. Um, I'm going to guess and that like, can yeah, I also like, say this, this is why with, this is why timestamps exist, okay? This is why they could just <laughs> fast forward. If you're listening right now, it's on you. There's timestamps. You can go right to the college football stuff. Yeah, you can if skip, you want skip to skip ahead if exactly. you if you're a jerk yeah. um, and you don't want to learn about the the origination of you know it's white Hindus. I'm gonna guess that it's like it's something about bringing like royals bringing gifts and then like yeah. picking from, from yeah them. yeah. So it was once considered uh, sacred in Thailand, and the animal even graced the national flag <laughs> until 1917. Uh, according to legend, if an underlying or rival uh, uh, angered a Siamese king, the royal might present the unfortunate man with the gift of a white elephant. Okay, so, oh, it, so could, it was like a bad omen. It could, it could also exactly it could also be a bad thing. While ostensibly, while ostensibly a reward, the uh, creatures were tremendously expensive to feed and house, and caring for one often drove the, reci- the recipient into financial ruin. Wait, like an actual elephant? Yeah, it's, it was actually a white elephant. And so they would give him one, and wow. it would mm. fuck him over because they'd have to use it and, and, and spend it and for it and all that stuff. Okay. I guess this is a little PBS, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's interesting. I, I, I'm not sure I ever thought to myself, like, where'd that phrase come oh, from? God, I at least hit the cultural aspect. This one's dark. <laughs> This one's dark. If you guys can't tell, this is just totally from an article. I should have gone through this. So wait, you're saying you didn't research this in depth before the podcast? No, no, <laughs> no. I didn't. I, you know where it came from? The very first one is I typed it up. I was looking for turn a blind eye. I wonder how that came, uh, you know, to be. 
And this one is diehard. How does someone become a diehard? Like a diehard fan, right? I'm a diehard fan of the Colorado Buffs. It's like a it's like a martyr or being a buff. You do anything for the success of the cause. Yeah, I don't know about this. This website says well, martyrs die. Well, it refers to someone in terms of a uh, a particular set of beliefs. The term diehard actually has a much more literal meaning. In its earliest incarnation in the 1700s, the expression described condemned men who struggled longest when they were uh, uh, executed by hanging. The phrase later became even more popular after 1811's Battle of Alberta. I want to say Alberta. <laughs> the Battle of Erection. I, I thought that the, you just uh, didn't know men, how to pronounce Alberta like Canada. You were like Alberta. No, it's A L B. Are these men literally dying hard? Uh, well, that's the thing. And so, listen. In the midst of a fight, a wounded British officer named William Inglis supposedly urged his unit forward by bellowing, "Stand your ground and die hard. Make the <laughs> enemy pay dear for each of us." And his 57th oh, regiment like suffered 75% casualty during the battle and went on to earn the nickname <laughs> the Diehards. So they died mm. hard. And so if you're so he definitely it, he definitely earned his unit. Mm, I see what you did there. Yeah, I mean, look, it's all inspiration for Bruce Willis in, uh, in, in the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Shout out. The next one is Paint the Town Red, but you know what? You can look it up yourself. Let's get to some other talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back. We are back. Um, week week five is in the books. What a week it was. There's college football. There's lots of news to talk about. Some some news that just dropped today. We're going to recap the games, um, but we might as well lead off with what just came down um, in the last couple hours. So first of all, uh, you know, you guys, I'm sure, know by now, obviously being such big CU fans, but Carl Durrell fired as the head coach at Colorado. And that seemed like that was going to be the biggest news in college football for the day. And then Paul Chris uh, fired from Wisconsin just a couple hours ago. So, yeah, Wisconsin heavily underperforming this year. Uh, Paul Chris being fired sure. doesn't really surprise me. They've done so bad. I had them a couple weeks ago against Ohio State, their defensive horrible. You know, I, I said the Buckeyes were the winner there, so that doesn't surprise me. And then, for God's sakes, Carl Durrell, maybe the worst coach in, in, in football. He's inept. He has no personality. It's about time with him. That was coming. Yeah, I mean, he, he's 0-5 and stuff. And so, like, the, the Paul Chris Ryan one is loves maybe... him, though. Ryan loves Carl Durrell. So what? Yeah, I, the, yeah, in the exactly. hell are you talking about? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> share your share your angst. Tell, tell everyone how you are. He's gone. You, you know what? I, I I am so happy that that Carl Durrell got fired. However, uh, and we'll also throw in that uh, their defensive coordinator uh, Chris Wilson was also fired. Um, but things things at that university are are, are so are in such bad shape that, that I don't even know where to go from here. Yes. You fire your coach and that that's Scott a Frost. step, but uh, will, I will kill you. Okay. <laughs> if yeah, you even say that, I see you get Scott Frost. Don't tell me you'd be that upset. Like it would be okay if if Colorado in, got Scott Frost. Impromptu, impromptu headline: Things in Boulder getting frosty. Oh, oh hey, Will, like kill it. Will step Love over it. the headlines. There we go. Nice work. Yeah. yeah, but then I'm not even surprised by Paul Chris firing. Some people were, but like they've been just a, a really a, like a bad team, even by Wisconsin stand for, uh, standards, the last couple of years, and then they get whooped by Illinois last week. And so now they're going to bring it. Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator, is going to be the interim head coach. Would not be even remotely surprised to see him just end up being the head coach next year. Um, but they're going to have to find someone to to run the offense if that's the case. And so, um, you know, big news out of the Big Ten West for sure. Can everyone tell we're recording in different locations here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. The, you, you, you were know, just drowning. I think you were drowning. I think you were going deep into, into your recliner or whatever that was there. I heard the volume tick up, but I didn't do anything. Tick up. I literally didn't. Tick up. I didn't change anything. I tick didn't. I, I've changed nothing. I'm in the exact same uh, position on my couch as I was, you know, ten minutes ago. Don't I haven't yell moved at the me. mic. Okay, well, don't yell at me. <laughs> Have you been watching well, we, soccer lately? Uh, not really. No, no. I, I love soccer, but I haven't really haven't watched much. No, is it because because your team sucks? Uh, well, yeah, actually, yeah. that yeah. that that is the case. But I usually 
uh, still try to watch some Premier League. It's just, you know, now that football season is in full swing, that's what I do on the weekends. You would rather watch game day than some uh, soccer. It's same um, or at least, like, game that, honestly, good. game day has been good. Pat McAfee is a great addition yeah, I to like game that. day. He, he's a, he is a good addition. He's, he's, he's fun. A great addition. He brings a lot. They it's, need, it's, like, young, new energy there. Um, game day was really getting stagnant, and I love Corso, and we know that, you know, unfortunately, his days yeah. at, at game day are probably numbered. Um, but, like, you know, I'm not – even as a Michigan fan, I'm not a huge fan of Desmond. You know, Kirk is great at what he does. But, like, that show was just kind of – like, it, nothing changed. Nothing got better. And so bringing in – Desmond Pat Howard McAfee is so is, bad. Is, I'm sorry, Will. Desmond Howard He's is, awful. He it's needs, true. He no, he, he is. Yeah. He's terrible. It, it's a panel of all the same guys. Yeah. <laughs> they – they they need something like Pat McAfee to make it better. So yeah, yeah I agree. With he's you. been great, but no, honestly, I don't. I usually don't watch that much game day because normally I'm like getting up, I'm making my breakfast at that point, prepping for the, uh, you know, the noon Eastern kicks. And so uh, we had some good ones at, at noon Eastern on Saturday. Um, started off tight. Well, first of all, so Tyler and I go two two and two on the bet board. We two split and two. The four games. I'm, I'm still ha- in the lead, I'm hanging around. I'm just You're right there, ready to pounce, hanging around. Uh, what's the, that song? Is there a winners? song called Hanging Around uh, by... Who is that? I've been hanging around this time. I'm colder. I've been... I don't I think know, that's, but, uh, that's uh, Counting Crows. Yeah, that's uh, it. There you go. That's not a doing. bad rendition by no, Tyler either. No, hey, <laughs> um, hey. Well, remember, at the I end... Was, of, I, was, I was hoping for a harmony for if you like well that, again. At the end of every season, <laughs> I do a live... Uh, what would you call it? Like a live karaoke, right? To wrap up the season. I did it last yeah. year. as my debut. I'll do it again this year. Live karaoke. So if you like that, come back after the bowl game. Stick around. And, uh, stay, stick around stay, for, stay, for, for February. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, one of your bet board wins, uh, Michigan covers against Iowa. Um, you know, for the most part, they were in control most of the game. There were a couple moments where Iowa kind of showed, you know, a little bit. Uh, obviously, they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, but ultimately – uh, they weren't there for the backdoor cover to help me out, even though I'm glad as a Michigan fan that that wasn't the case. But, um, you know, okay, solid so, so win for... Will you be honest with me? Will you be honest? Yes. Okay. Did you bet on Iowa for one of the following two reasons? Either you may have overreacted from last week and how Michigan looked, or you may have overreacted from Iowa's history against uh, top five teams. Either one of those Yeah, two. that's... Ex- that's exactly what it was. Is that is that normally top five teams go into Kinnick and they struggle and it's a drag out game. And there were moments where it looked like that a little bit. I mean, um, there were a couple moments where Iowa had a chance, but ultimately Iowa's offense was just so inept, especially in the first half, that it didn't matter. And even though, you know, I wouldn't say Michigan played like a great game by any means, but they did what they had to do and, and ultimately they were in control for basically the whole game. And it looked so fun to be there at Iowa. I mean it was the section cool stadium. The color by color sections. Yes. I will say this. This was uh atmosphere Saturday. This is what I would call this most most recent weekend. It was atmosphere Saturday. Interest there were every, a lot of good atmospheres. Right? Every 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 game I tuned into, it was amazing crowds and student sections and all these, you know, crowds did like the color. I don't know if it's like color coordination week or what, but all these different stadiums did it. Ole Miss did it. Uh, hmm. I, mean, I wonder if it was uh, like homecoming weekend and maybe that's why. It could have been. It was a homecoming weekend for a lot of schools. So everyone went could all be out, that, but It was cool. Uh, it was cool to see. Solid scene in Columbia, Missouri, where Missouri almost beat Georgia. I mean, truly, they jumped out to an early lead. At first, I was like, whatever. They're up 10 nothing. Georgia's going to come back and, and, and light them up for 40 points. Uh, nope. They took it. Took basically the whole entire game. Georgia needed until the very end to ultimately pull out a win at Missouri. What a horrible loss that would have been for Georgia. Okay, so I ask you, both of you, big deal or no deal that Georgia struggled till the end? No deal. Big deal. Well, okay, maybe not big. It's a deal. It's not no deal. And the only reason why is because they struggled last week against fucking Kent State or whoever, and so. Two, two, you know, look, they win ultimately, and that's all that matters, but two very subpar performances against, frankly, bad teams that they that they had massive spreads against, it's a little concerning. Um, Stetson Bennett, you know, was solid. He wasn't super accurate, but to me, it was like, they just looked flat. Like, you just watched that team. It looked like they all had the flu or something. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, Walter. I, I no, think no, they good. just played down to their competition in, in, in both games. Um, you know, I think that they thought as a team that they would just roll over both opponents and, and they didn't. Um, 
but at the same time, I don't think that makes Georgia anything other than what we think of them in the past. You know? I think Ryan is actually, believe it or not, Ryan, rare, maybe rare. You're being sharp as hell right now, okay? Because that's what I think at least. That's at least what I believe based on my ratings and what I've seen from a couple other people who I who respect right now. The way to answer this from a power rating standpoint, because actually, I don't think I, I, I don't think that anyone should disagree with Will either because what he's saying is right. Like, there's no way you look that way against, against Kent State. You look that way last week and anyone goes, boy, Bulldogs look good recently. Like, that's not... I, so, so there's something missing, clearly. But in terms of power rankings, I think to me, that's where I go back to for the final answer. No, no upgrade, no downgrade. It's a net, net 0.0. So th- n- there's been no adjustment. And, and I think the difference here is Maybe Ryan is saying, yeah, they've looked bad, but we don't know. We don't think any less of them because of those two opponents. Will maybe trending towards more of a downgrade. Maybe Will says downgrade a half point even, to a point. I don't even know if it's a downgrade. I think that maybe I'm more, it's a team I won't want to bet on since they haven't covered sure. two weeks in a row. And to be fair, against Kent State, it's not like they, it wasn't as bad as this Missouri game. Okay. They won that game by like 17 points, but, you know, uh, and, and Missouri's a better opponent than. Kent State is, but even still, like I think they were favored by like twenty nine points or something. No, no, no for sure. So, so hold on, let's just walk through this real quick, okay? Because there's nothing wrong. First of all, there's nothing wrong with downgrading uh, Georgia half point, right? So if you right. do say no, I disagree with that. I would downgrade them half. There's nothing wrong with that. Like we're always upgrading, downgrade. So that's the first thing. And second of all, by you saying, you know, j- this is just good to go through, like to talk through, because I think a lot of this goes undeveloped in other shows. So let's just talk through it. When you say you wouldn't bet on them, but you may not downgrade them, that to me is a little confusing because what you're saying by I wouldn't bet on them is you would be ahead of or behind where they are in the market, right? So wherever they are, I'm not going to bet on them because it's going to be too expensive. Then again, I think you would probably disagree with not downgrading. I think overall, your point of view may be downgrade Georgia a half point or so because they mm-hmm. haven't looked great. You know, it's not, it's not, but I think overall, if you say that you're not going to downgrade them, we should still be looking to bet on them in the future because they haven't looked great. So maybe we'll get some opportunity to, to catch them at a low point. So that's yeah, my whole point with all this. Smitty's definitely right. Like they're playing down to their competition. That certainly wasn't a good game by any means by by Georgia, but it's still like, you know, you'd still like to see them come out a little bit motivated and not have to need every every last minute to get a win. For you know, sure, for sure. But to wrap this up so, again, I think the main question will is: was it a lack of focus or you know whatever motivation, or was it something talent wise where we should downgrade them? I think that's the conversation that we should wrap this up mm, with, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just want to see what you know what they look like in in maybe like a bigger game that's coming up. I mean, they they play Auburn next week. I don't know if that's really that big. Uh, they're not really going to have a, a truly big game until they play Tennessee in, in October or November. And so um, that'll be a big game for sure. And so, you know, I want to see them then, but at that point, like that's, that's just who Georgia is at this point is they can probably coast through, you know, Vandy, Auburn, exactly. and Florida, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think they can just turn it on whenever they need to, by the way, early yeah, line sure. right now for that game is uh, Georgia at home against Auburn. Uh, you guys want to guess price is right. Can't go over 13. Okay. Ryan. Uh, I mean, yeah, thirteen sounds good. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll go thirteen as well. <laughs> Twenty nine and a half. <laughs> Holy shit! <cow. laughs> yeah, that's a big line. I it's, mean, Auburn. Yeah, it's twenty nine okay. and a half. I, I mean, are we leaning Auburn pretty right? significantly? Right? Well, are we all leaning Auburn right now? Twenty nine and a half early. Well, I don't do bet? like a power ratings thing. I'm, I've never been a good person like guessing what a line would be. So I'm not even saying well, that. Especially for but, Georgia, Alabama, those two teams are a little out there. So it's kind of tough to be like. But yeah, maybe with them 20, struggling, it'll be a wake up moment. But, so but I, don't I think know. the point of this is first reaction: twenty nine and a half. <laughs> that That's seems, a lot of points. <laughs> that seems a, a little outrageous. I probably would have guessed like seventeen, like you know, a little over what you guys said. Not not much more. Twenty nine. Yeah. Thirty well, points against Auburn. I mean, that could be I, the last. Potentially the last game that, that Brian Harson coaches. They had a tough loss at uh, or, or uh, versus LSU on Saturday, and now you know at, they they got lucky against Missouri. But now if they get blown out by Georgia, you're looking at maybe an opportunity for the Auburn 
regents who clearly don't like Brian Harson to finally have that excuse and say, hey, he's out. But Will, if he keeps it within the 30, who knows? I mean, that's covering the, sp- <laughs> <laughs> that's covering the spread at this point. Uh, speaking of covering a spread, man, Alabama burned me late. Arkansas oh, was you bet against like Salmon a- again. Over two. Uh, well, n- no, I mean, like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it was like a bad beat or anything, but like, Arkansas was like about to, and obviously Bryce Young got hurt. All that gets factored into it. And it sounds like it's not going to be a major injury. It's just a a sprain. Um, But Arkansas was about to, they hit the ball and they had a chance to like take the lead at one point. And then Alabama just exploded and, and, uh, and Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs just went nuts, had two massive runs and literally out of nowhere, Alabama goes from like, they have no chance to cover to outscoring, uh, Arkansas by 18 points in the fourth quarter and getting the cup, the cover ultimately. You realize these go on your record, right? Well, like these count for your game. Oh, I know. So last week when Ryan, when you're handicapping this and Ryan goes, you remember last week when we talked about don't bet against Saban? And you're like, Hey, I don't care. I'm bucking that. I'm taking the hogs, pig suey, like pig suey. Yeah. So I, like, t- I took the hogs too. In fairness. <laughs> you did. I'm just saying that. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get why you guys are willing to fade Saban week after week. This is well, the master a, of all masters. Yeah, I mean, for someone who's a you professional better, you don't you don't put a ton of analysis into just saying don't bet against Saban. Honestly, you know it's, it's not like they cover at a seventy percent <laughs> rate. So, so you need obviously you don't get to sass us like that. Hold on, hold on. But he covers at a fifty six percent rate over long term, which is important. But here's the thing: is I think that this is actually weirdly a good point you're bringing up because in general that's so stupid to say things like that I laugh at people I make fun of people on Twitter who say things like that you do but in this one instance well in this instance with Saban or even like uh, what used to be Bill Belichick I guess in the NFL not anymore I don't think it's honestly that square or stupid or pejorative or like 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 hyperbolic I get what you're saying it's not that bad to be like I know this looks good for this team but this is Nick Saban we're talking about. You know, I know what you're saying. I usually agree with that, but I don't think it's honestly like that square or that bad in the situation to just say. No, I don't like picking against Alabama either. This so was just more pass. about just Arkansas. Pass on the game. So just pass on yeah, his but games. That's, hey, man, I'm the one that gives out picks. Okay, I stand <laughs> by my picks, and I was and and despite a a massive breakout. By the way, Arkansas had a had a legit chance of the no, backdoor cover late and couldn't get the first. But down, hey, that's why the line exists. Is is it's to that's make why it the even? Line and that's why, and on top. But there's a reason why almost every week I pass on Alabama Georgia. I just pass. I just don't bet because the line is so crazy. So much stuff can happen when it's like minus thirty. You know, you're yep. bouncing back and forth between 27 and 35, and it's just weird when it gets up there. When it's like well, someone, when it's like six and a half, you know that if it's close and you've got the plus, you're going to be in a good position, right? With six and a half, like there's not a lot of variance with that. But if you've got plus 30 and your team's losing 29 to to seven, you know it's like okay, there's not that much room to. There's a lot that can happen in the last quarter. So yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Clemson Clemson beats NC State. Uh, Tyler not at the point yet of not willing to bet against Dabo Swinney. And uh, unfortunately, that one didn't pay off for you. But Dabo's big win for not, Clemson. First of all, Dabo's not Nick Saban. So that's enough I know that. that. I'm just making jokes. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not at all. It's a bit. I would ne- <laughs> I would never, ever put, put anyone on Saban's level. But... Uh, it's a big win for Clemson in their and their you Huge. know hopes for getting back to the playoff and beating NC State, who beat them last year. And it was a great game, by the way, as well. But uh, yeah, you I, know. Ha- I do have a Dabo impression. Do you want to hear my new Dabo? Okay, do you want to hear? It? Okay, okay, yeah. Out here, uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. This defense tackled their asses off tonight, and they're going around <laughs> finding every play we call. We call cover two, cover three. Doesn't matter. This defense is going to do what we want to do. Let's go. I th- I think you've got like the beats and the mannerisms, and but like gum. your voice, your voice doesn't sound like him. That's, no, that's the main thing. Okay, no. well that's but kind it's of not important like for impressions. So I think you're nailing his like his like thing, just not so much his voice. That's all. I'll work on it. I'll workshop. <laughs> um, Kentucky Ole Miss, another bet board game. Man, 
Kentucky almost wins at the end. They get a, a Oh, hold elite. on. Okay, this is such a Will podcast. Let me do the intro if I'm Will hosting it. Okay, uh, Ole Miss, Kentucky. Boy, Ole Miss could have been up by 40 at the end of the first half, but instead hey, wait, 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 Kentucky... Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 you start off with... You start off with Kentucky almost ties it up at the end to win it. It's like, hold on. There's there's a lot going on this game, too. I don't want... Yeah, you don't pay this, these what do you, games well, Tyler, Tyler, you are way too hot right now. First of all, I... My bet won. That, this wasn't an excuse. I'm saying Kentucky almost won outright. They covered. So I don't know where that's coming from. But what it's coming from is it was very close either way. You're painting it as if Kentucky okay, lost, wait, 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 but, wait. Bounced, but, but battled back valiantly, almost won the game. That's how you were painting the picture is, is Kentucky yes. almost... But uh, but my point is how you can, often? Wait wait wait! Tell me this: How often do you see a a game potential game winning touchdown get called back on an illegal motion penalty? That's that's rare. That's right? all fair. That's all very fair. But I'm saying you always have a tendency to lead with your team and how they almost did. I won. I won the bet. That wasn't an but, excuse. But I'm Miss, saying Kentucky but almost Miss, won outright. Ole Miss was up what like twenty four to three, and they and they had a turnover in their own red zone to go up in in the like the thirty one to three range. So you could have said, you could have led that by saying Ole Miss was up huge, blew a gigantic lead. Kentucky clawed back to Fine. cover at the end of the game. That That's you could cool. say that too. I, again, I, I'm not making excuses for anyone here. My, my, I won. You the won bet. the bet board game. I know, yeah, but so but I let's not paint I, I, it wasn't as if, an excuse for my loss. I'm just it, saying but, Kentucky but, still almost. In had my it opinion, at the end. that was one of the closer ones that that, that you shouldn't have won. So it's like, but, but but you paint this picture as in like, oh, Kentucky almost won the game. They probably should have won. When in my opinion, the the story is Ole Miss should have crushed Kentucky. You look I did at not all say the, they should have. You look won. at all the stats. Said, look at I the said event they stats. Almost won at the end. Okay, but that's how you started it, and then it got me sideways because I did lose the bet, and I'm still sour about losing the bet for that very reason. <laughs> for that very reason, I definitely, I yeah, you're right. Kentucky probably shouldn't have been in that game. It's just like, but. You know, the, the last two plays of the game, essentially, for Kentucky's offense, or, you know. Yeah, that's uh, all you that, want to that, talk that, about. That's, that's all you wanted. The last two plays. There were there were, <laughs> there, there were there, there were over 100 plays in the game. Well, let's look at the last two and say, wow, This Kentucky was more just won. for the outcome of the game. It wasn't about it wasn't about uh, our, our bet board. It was that know, Kentucky and, and you're right. was I'm really close. I'm hot. I'm very hot right now. But I do want to say this. I loved my handicap, and I would bet the same thing again. Ole Miss was the better team. They had the exploitation of the secondary. Kentucky made the adjustments switching to the zone in the second half, and that gave Kentucky or that gave Ole Miss a little bit of fits. But over the course of 60 minutes, it's it's clear to me Ole Miss was the better team. Seven points, I would take that again. So they were up by a lot. They gave it away late. They could have scored. Hell, they had it in the fourth quarter to drive. They they punted that drive to go up and again cover the spread, or at least at that point in the game retake right. the spread. So. That's what I'm worked up. They were with. really it, impressive on the ground yeah, too. Making it making it seem like Kentucky, you know, we already covered it. We already hashed it. I'm 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 upset. I should have taken the lead <laughs> in the bet board this week. I should have taken the I lead. I think Tyler's watching the Mets game right no, now. And, I think and you know what? On top of it, it was a Stoops kid. <laughs> on top of everything, it was a goddamn Stoops kid who got me. Uh, well, you know the, the honestly the Hold the on. thing about that actually impressed me about Kentucky overall is that like their offensive line is terrible and they still find way. I mean, they find ways to win games or in this case, you know, to to play up to a team that that is better than them. And Ole Miss, Ole Miss is Ole Miss was fantastic on the ground. It's weird to see Ole Miss being a team that isn't just throwing it like every other play. Right. You know, they were actually committed to to running the ball this week and they were really good at it. And so it was a fantastic game. One, probably one of the more entertaining games of Saturday. No, definitely. And I think we do have to upgrade Kentucky's defense. Uh, not just their defense as a whole, like intrinsically how they play, but their coordinator for being able to adjust on the fly. For sure. Go to that zone defense. Be able to really... I mean, Ole Miss is a versatile, vertical attack. They do so many different things going deep. And so I think it was really indicative of Kentucky's defensive staff and what they can do at halftime, Switching things up, it was very impressive. So let's upgrade Kentucky's defense and uh, note that uh, going forward. And they only fell to thirteen. The, the updated uh, AP top oh, twenty-five go. came out let's today. Let's all by, worship the goddamn. By the AP way, Kansas, the AP, Kansas the finally AP. ranked. Can, Kansas in the top twenty. They're ranked number nineteen. There we you go. You love to see it. Good to uh, did I give out Iowa State? Yes, I did. <laughs> was I still was I still happy to, was I still happy to see Kansas get the win? Yes, I was. 
Uh, that was also a pretty entertaining game, low scoring. Will, you and- were right. You were right, by the way, to interrupt. Uh, I, have a ba- I have a huge baseball game going right now. <laughs> of course. I, da- I, I know down, what you're fired up about. Down 4-3. Oh, boy. I hey, know. man, there's how many innings left? A lot of game top, left. Top of the fifth. Top of the fifth right now. We got there's 162 the innings left. Well, yeah, dude. Okay, uh, okay. that's hysterical. <laughs> He'll but, be on stage uh, this week. Kansas gets the win, but Iowa State's kick, five. Iowa State's kicker is maybe the story of the game. This guy missed three kicks, and I think two of them went off the crossbar. Mm. And so, in in a three game or in a three point game, that's pretty rough way for Iowa State to lose. But I'm just pumped for Kansas to be five and zero oh for the first time in like a billion years and to be ranked in the top twenty five. And guess what? Game day is going to Lawrence, Kansas next Saturday. Uh, what about this for a headline? What's the kicker's name? Do you know? I don't. Okay, kicker's name fill in the blank eats double crunch candy bar or double crunch bar. <laughs> double right? crunch like bar. A double like that. bar. What yeah. is it? Is a double crunch bar a thing or it's just like? Well, I think there's a crunch and they had, they had the double crunch. Maybe it was promotional for a while, but <laughs> I, I, do crunch bars exist anymore? Like the crunch yes, bar? Yes, cr- they still do, yeah. but only okay. in like Halloween candy bags. Well, they I ha- actually have them. I have some in my fridge right now. Oh, the- <laughs> Ooh, so love they, it. they at one point had a double crunch bar. And, yeah, uh, double crunch. Yeah, so that's where the, the well, maybe the headlines the double, are good for the '90s. The double crunch sounds like a special at Taco Bell. It well, does. I mean, it really does. I'm kind of getting along. I'm sure there's a taco that's a double crunch. Yeah, I had yeah, tacos today for two, lunch. By two the way. hard shells. Little, Just uh, two hard shells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Will, um, I'm glad. I'm glad tacos came up. So I made tacos today, and I actually Facetimed Ryan because during my taco making. Uh, do you remember the episode like a month ago where what episode where Ryan oh, of where, our podcast? Yes, Sorry, yes, I thought you were like talking about Seinfeld or something. No, of our pod where Ryan criticized me for uh, uh, or I criticized Ryan for I forget how it went, but we were given jabs for homemade stuff. Right. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, well, I, I make my own uh, uh, taco seasoning at home. Yeah? yeah. How do you like that? Right. Do you remember that at all? I do vaguely remember. I remember being like, I, I, I was kind of shocked. I've never heard of anyone making their own taco well, seasoning. It's it's a it's a thing. And so I called Ryan today to show him my taco seasoning and the, and the recipe. And he, as Taco Ryan or uh, Frying Ryan would do, Taco Ryan, as Frying Ryan would do, uh, he reneged <laughs> taco it. Taco Ryan works too. He re- he completely reneged it. He said he didn't believe it. He said he still what would. What are you talking about? He said he would still probably I prefer said the store made. you. No, he did not. Let's not. He's let's, an old El Paso I, guy. Okay, I Ryan, you can speak for yourself. Speak for I yourself. compared your recipe to what my stepdad does and said that I don't prefer that. I prefer the store-bought package. Okay, tacos. so will you be there the you judge? Go. He says, okay, I'm comparing that to my stepdad's. I don't like the way his tastes. I prefer the other one. What do you think I'm going to interpret that as, right? It's like clearly he's saying, okay, good for you, but it's the store-bought. Okay, exactly. That's what he's saying. So, Will, guess what we have now? Not next week because it's too soon, but in a couple shows... New taste test. Taste test. Yes. Taste test of taco New, seasonings. Exactly. We're going to have a... No, and again, not this week, but in a couple. We'll do a taste test where you guys can taste uh, some store-bought. And then what we'll it's do... Gotta be, it's got to be Old El Paso. Well, what we'll do is we're going to have... We're going to have... Old El Paso makes a good seasoning. We're going to have two store-boughts because there's so many different varieties. We need some kind of control here, right? We need to get scientific with this. So we're going to do two store-boughts, one of mine... Okay, one's gonna be mine, and then okay. we're gonna do a taste test here in a few weeks. For when anyone. you're making, when you're making this taco seasoning, yes. is it a liquid or are you like grinding no, no, up no, the powder? No, 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 no. It's like, like with a little pumice stone. It's all like stone. chili powder, uh, cumin, salt, pepper. Right? You got some chili flakes in there. You got some uh, cayenne or paprika. Like you got a lot mm. of different like like uh, okay. uh, spices and stuff. Sounds well, nice. and th- th- this is my point on the homemade taco seasonings. So you need to have all those seasonings. In house, right? Yeah, but I've got all that. He's got a spice. Well, well if, if, if but you had to buy all those. Yeah, I did. Why but, do, not, but you buy it once, why, you can make why, it over why, and over. Why, why not spend sixty nine cents on a package of taco seasoning? And well, Ryan, Ryan, no, 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 don't I'm get down to the on, economics of this because once we start getting into that, I what I have will make me tacos now, legit for like four years, and I only spend. Yeah, I mean, on like a per unit price, Tyler's right. definitely winning. Yeah, that be. I, I mean, we're, what we're talking about here is convenience wise. You're right. You got it all right what there with the sixty nine cent package. We're talking about convenience taco no 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 he's well. saying that because his 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 quote this year was what are we talking about but 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 ryan 
it, it's worth it in the long run. That's why you got to make your own. You got to store. You got to package up and go long run with it. We're talking. You know we're what? talking season long. I'll cough up season sixty nine cents when I need to. <laughs> um, yeah, um, well, wait till um, the taste test. Wait till the taste test. I got right? change in my car. That wait until the taste fine. test, Ryan. All right. Wait till the uh, but goddamn taste test. I'm just gonna guide the ship back to uh, yes, to, you have to calm to. You waters have where to we can that. talk about college football. <laughs> um, not that I, you know, look, this is a great argument. I, I'm excited for the taste test. Honestly, I love a taco. Uh, Texas A&M loses to Mississippi State. Things are bad for Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Mississippi State stomps and only getting worse. Willie. Yeah, and it's not getting better. The the Texas A&M offense is just terrible. They they had no points in the first half. And, you know, I, I'm definitely not on the side of like, this is bad. Like, like maybe Jimbo Fisher could get fired. Type right, of thing right. Because, when do we start to put him in the asses of fire category? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, the truth is that, and I, I'm not saying it's a right or wrong thing, but the truth is like you, he's pulled together like two number one classes. So if you want to try to hold those guys together, you might like want to just keep Jimbo Fisher around. I think that's saving him a little bit. So I'm not saying I don't think he's asses of fire just yet, but, but maybe on. he's what if they bring in Luke Fickle? Of, of you know heating blankets. What if they bring <laughs> what if they bring in Luke Fickle? <laughs> Luke Fickle. You really think that many recruits would just leave? Yeah, I mean probably a lot would. I mean I relationships matter. That. I'm not saying that, that Luke Fickle isn't good enough or he might be a better coach than Jimbo Fisher. I'm just saying like when it comes to recruiting, like the relationships and the actual like the, the relationship with the staff matters and anytime regardless of of who the coach is or who the new coach becomes like when coaches get fired people from the, that recruiting class leave it just that's just a matter of fact i don't know how much it would drop them off yeah, but it's not I like the whole class is just going to stay because like they like luke fickle i don't think jimbo's a guy i think he and, and here's the thing okay i don't usually criticize play calling that's outside of my pay my pay grade I rely on other people who know more about football than I do to tell me about play calling. And what mm-hmm. I've heard those people say is Jimbo, uh, what's that line from Seinfeld where George meets the clown who doesn't know who Bozo is? And what he says to George is, Stop You're talking about past. Bozo. You're living in the past, man. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what Jimbo's doing. Jimbo's living in the past, man. He's he's calling plays like he's Jameis Winston, FSU, circa right. 2000, whatever. Like, that's what he's doing. He hasn't developed. He hasn't grown. And defensive coordinators are laughing, going, "This, we know what he's calling. We know what well, it's going it, to be. And it could be, it, it all. a lot of it comes ultimately down. Like, I don't think they have a very good quarterback situation, and that's going to make it look worse to begin with. But you're totally right. Like, I think Jimbo could be the guy if he just gave up play calling duties on offense and just became like a head coach and let other people handle the offense and other people handle the defense. Then I actually think he would be the guy because the truth is like, he's proven that he knows how to build a program. He did it at Florida state. And so I, I don't know if I'm ready to be like, he's not the guy let's get him out of there, but it's not looking good for him now. That's a, that's a bad loss to get smoked at Mississippi state. Yeah, a couple thoughts on Jimbo is given the contract that he was given and also given the recruiting classes he's also getting, I I don't think that – I think he'll be truly on the hot seat a year from where we are now. And um, Joel Klatt actually had something interesting to say based on Jimbo's uh, post-game comments uh, from yesterday – and he said, Joe Klatt said that um, what your players are doing, they're either being coached to do or allowed to do. Right. And I think that's a big, big thing with Jimbo Fisher is I think it's a little uh, bit of both being coached and allowed players. to do. Maybe, yeah. but, but we're talking about him getting potentially on the hot seat. They play a Bama this week and they're 24 point underdog. So is yeah. this a pass? Right. Nah. Like, like you don't fire him off of a loss against Alabama. So is he sort of like, do we talk about this again next week and bring this up next week when he's played Alabama? And it's like, okay, now maybe, you know, again, I think we're going to be talking about it until next year, Tyler. Yeah. I mean, if they don't start winning games, that's for sure. It's true. Speaking of other uh, coaches that aren't maybe off to a hot start and winning games, Oklahoma loses at TCU. TCU puts up a 50 burger on them. Uh, It's three and two. It's two losses in a row now where Oklahoma's defense has just been destroyed. And for a guy like Brett Venables, who made his his name on being a great defensive mind, again, this is his first year, so this is not like Jimbo. And I think they can turn around. But this is a pretty stark reminder of like, hey, Lincoln Riley's gone. 
And we we're, we have a new head coach who hasn't been a head coach of a program before, or hasn't in a long time, or whatever. And we don't really know if for sure Venables is going to be the guy. But that was that was a t- I mean they got destroyed by TCU. Okay, so first of all, let's 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 acknowledge the fact that they were banged up, a lot of injuries, a lot of key players out for OU, so that matters. Uh, second of all, I do have some headlines. I texted you guys the headlines to workshop them. I've got two of Love them. It. Uh, can I read them on the air? Read them. Okay. Uh, first, uh, all blowing, no going for OU. <laughs> okay. And then second, Vena blows sucking sooner than we thought. Venables is a little bit of a stretch, but I love the sucking sooner uh, than we Venab- thought. Venables and Venablos is not really that much of a stretch. I mean, come on, Venablos. Venablos. It's just a little bit when you're like when you throw two sucking jokes in on one headline, it's maybe a little no, no. a little much. You know what that is? That's next level uh, headlining. You need. Now, I've gone so far <laughs> past the puns. I need two puns per headline now. Like that's where I'm at these days. I'm swimming in the deep pun, seas. Your your pun. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Your, your well, your, when you're trying to think of a pun, you shouldn't th- you forget the word you're looking for. That's very important in the punniness. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, tolerance is the word. Your pun tolerance has gone up, so one's not enough. No, exactly. My pun tolerance is my pun tolerance is super super high these days. Venables sucking sooner than we I know thought. that uh, that OU had some injuries and that matters, but like lots of teams have injuries and TCU. I mean, this game was basically over. Immediately, like it was 27 10 at the end of the first quarter, and it like it didn't look good. And so, you know, to me, it's like uh, Oklahoma's got to figure something out on defense because I, I don't, I don't think Dylan Gabriel is like a great option. And let's be fair, he got knocked out of that game with like a really bad, like cheap shot as well. And that, yeah. but even still, that game was already over when that happened. So it's not like OU was going to come crawling back and score 60 points if he's in there. I think he's been kind of unimpressive. And I think that. Oh, you can get a lot better under Venables, but like the defense, especially, man, it's got to get way better. So, as I've said before, uh, my stats that I look at, I usually don't get really good advanced numbers until Monday. So, we record on Sunday, as always, whether it's the morning or the afternoon. And I'm going to have a real good opinion on OU next recording. So, when we handicap them next for, for, uh, whatever game they have coming up next week, I'll give you more mm-hmm. of an idea of why I think they're doing this because right now I don't have an answer. I don't know why it is. I haven't done a deep dive, and I don't want to throw anything out there right now. So um, I don't okay. have I don't have an opinion because I haven't looked at the stats right now. But next week when we do a handicap, I'll let you know what I think of uh, OU and why they're doing this. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that game in particular is this this week's um, says more about the underdog than than the favorite. Yeah, more about TCU. Interesting. Yeah, I, I yeah. think TCU showed up. They played well. Um, injuries or not, had a good game plan and went out and executed, and they played really well. You know, I always thought Gary Patterson was like this really underrated coach. Maybe I was a little off with him. Maybe he was kind of holding them back a little bit for their from their potential. Definitely could be. I mean, they were they were not very good in his last few years there. And he's so such a like possible. a goody two shoes. He's such a little dweeb. You know, <laughs> he's got he, a country. He, he's got a country album. Yeah, he, he <laughs> does songs. he really? Wait, what? <laughs> he has. A, a, he like recorded songs. Shut this up. There's, there's a CD and there's songs out there. I swear to God, you can. The YouTube first thing my mind goes to is Joe Exotic. It's it's Shut not quite that level, but album. it is. It's equally as bad, I think. But <laughs> we stay in the state of Oklahoma, where uh, Tyler, uh, his handicap couldn't have been more right. You know, the the pokes well, go in. Are you at sure? Baylor and I'm sorry. Are you sure it's the same Gary Patterson, or is this a different Gary Patterson? He's got no, songs he has, all over YouTube. He has <laughs> the Gary, old yeah. fact checker over here. Is the, Gary I mean, Patterson has songs? I mean, I don't, I don't know his songs by heart, so I, I'm not sure I'll be able to confirm or deny based off of you playing the audio off your phone into the microphone. I don't know. I have no idea. It could Take be. All I know is that he back. has songs, and they're not okay. great. All right, well, maybe that was Gary Patterson, or maybe it was some other guy named Gary Patterson. You interrupt me right as I was about to sing your praises. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right as I was singing your praises about Oklahoma State, and and I was really impressed by the Cowboys. And honestly, they might be – I don't know if it's too early to say it, but they might be the Big 12's last hope for, for making the playoff if they can run the table. You know what I thought you were about to say? 
is boy Baylor almost got the win, let it slip away if it weren't for a few mistakes. But oh, you Oklahoma State gets the cover. Uh, Baylor only had one good quarter the whole game, I so know, I, was, I, I wasn't going to say that. I know, they were look, good in the third quarter and terrible everywhere else. Uh, Oklahoma State, the the key to if they can be that team on the next level will be their defense. I talked about it last week. It's interesting to me that Mike Gundy's now kind of become the coach where you expect his defense to be. Uh, physical, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, really dictating pace. And they weren't yeah. like that for a long time. If Spencer Sanders, if this offense can be efficient, I mean, this could be a team that you talk about competing, but I don't, I mean, do we really put them even, let, let's say it's Bama and Georgia still in the top two, okay? Do we really even put them in like Michigan, Ohio State's level? I don't no, think so no. yet, right? I don't think so. Yeah, not but yet. But they could still make a playoff. I mean, if they go undefeated, they're going to, they're probably going to be in. I just don't know if, I don't know if they're a team that's built for that. And but that's what we're talking about with the rankings, with the expectations. They're right. right there behind. I mean, this is where people have them in the conversation right now. And so yeah. in, in terms of contender, pretender, like I think they're a pretender right now because they don't have the elite intangibles it takes to be that number four, number three, number, you know, five, six, first couple teams out, you know, in terms of the playoffs. Oh, and so. like you look at their schedule, like they still have to play at TCU, at Kansas State. Uh, at Kansas, that's a tough but one. Are those at even Oklahoma, good wins? At Oklahoma. At the end of the year, are those even good wins compared to other teams yes. that they're going to be battling with? Well, look, again, I, I think I, they're I, more bad losses than good wins. I don't, I mean, if, if they can run, if they can at the end of the year, like let's say they are undefeated or they're even one loss and they have road wins at Baylor, at Kansas State, and at Oklahoma, that those are all good wins. Those are those are impressive. That's a tough road schedule, frankly. Yeah, OU so. for sure. And it depends who's there with them. But you know, it's it's it is good to see though in terms of the Big Twelve having maybe one team there because Baylor's not that team. Kansas State's not the team. For God's sakes, Oklahoma is not that. Well, team. Well, I just so. think that 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 the Big Twelve is going to eat itself. And you look at, I mean, you look yeah. at the conference. Agreed. Like, yeah, they don't have the top heavy teams like you see in the SEC or the Big Ten, but the Big 12 is by far the deepest conference top to bottom. I mean, who is their worst team, honestly? Is their worst team, um, like right now, you could say that it's that it's like West Virginia? Yeah, that's probably their worst team, and that's right. not a bad team. I mean, look at like Kansas is, is much improved. Kansas State's super good. Iowa State is, is solid. Um, like TCU looks good. Texas, Texas Tech looks good. This is a really deep conference with a lot of good teams, and so – I don't. I don't see just because of how competitive and how deep the conference is. I don't see Oklahoma State like making a run like that. But I think the conference is actually really good. All right. Should we do a uh, a bet board? Who wins the Big Twelve? I mean, that, that, at this point, like I, I'm fine with that because I don't know that anyone could predict it like accurately at this point. I mean, I'll take the pokes. Is that is that? Okay, or no? Yeah, I think that's fine. Again, like I, I see them with a couple of losses still on their schedule just based off of how that schedule breaks down. I will pick... TCU for me. Okay, Smitty's Ryan's taking TCU. TCU. Okay. I'm going to go... Um, you know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to take Texas because Quinn Ewers wow. is coming back. <laughs> I think they're going to beat Oklahoma. <laughs> and then if they win well. head-to-head against Oklahoma State, so I'm, go- I'm going with the Longhorns. I think with Quinn well, Ewers, Will they're actually going to be a pretty damn good team. So Will Bayless. I'm gonna, I'm Your father more. will be so disappointed. <laughs> Texas is back. Horns up. Let's fucking go. Um, <laughs> Any uh, other games you guys wanted to uh, touch on before we end this? My computer is, is going to be dying shortly. I'm okay. You know, I came in hot. I continued hot. I'm good right now. Let's go I, Mets, let's dude. Go we need the Mets to score Mets. some They're runs for Tyler one. so, he can, so he can have a night. You know? So uh, what, what, one thing I wanted to bring up for the show on Wednesday is I want you guys. So I'm doing the 31 for 31 in October. 31 horror movies in 31 days. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so I want you guys to come up with some horror some movies, movies. Okay, well, I have, that I, I have haven't one. seen for a, for a nice review. Horror. I have one right now. Uh, you may have seen it, but I want you to put it on the list if there's room. Uh, the Ring. Do you like The Ring? Yeah, I've seen that. I saw that when I was like 12, dude. Yeah, I think so we all gonna watch might have seen Is that, that in the, the theaters together. Uh, well, so, so, so I've, I've, I've got a <laughs> game plan scheduled right now. So I'm in day two of... All Rob Zombie movies. Okay. Mm. Um, Are you going old school? Are you doing Shinings at all? Are you doing some uh, Jason? No, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to do so. So I, I'm trying to fill it with as many as I haven't seen before. 
But right now I'm just doing the things that I know of just to keep up with, with, with the movie a day. All right. Do you want, do you want a lighthearted one to switch things up if you need? I mean, I'll, I'll take cheesy comedy horrors. This is is a cheesy comedy horror to the cheesiest. This is horror. We really, we really got to put a lot of emphasis on the horror. This is the extra sharp of the cheesy horror. (laughs) Will's real, real intense on this horror. Just said, just said cheesy, awful horror. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'll take those too. (laughs) Hubie Halloween. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. It's an Adam Sandler. It's one of the newest, uh, happy Madison movies. You know how much I love people go, Oh, Adam Sandler, his movies are so lame. They're so cool. It's like that. I am such a fan. I love Adam Sandler movies. I'm a fan. So they're they're entertaining. They're never going to like win an Oscar. No, never. But after after Grown Ups, Adam Sandler to me was like, eh. But what about uh, Precious or uh, uh, Uncut Gems? I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, uh, a great acting performance, but I actually didn't really like the movie. I didn't like that they parlayed things that the, sports books would never let you parlay together. It's like they would never allow that. That's unrealistic. But that's what uh, I. You yeah. can do that on. You can do those. Well, kind of you bad. cannot that's, that's parlay degenerate KG to win the tip, to get over 12 points, to do all those. No, oh, one you can you do all the points and rebound stuff. Maybe not the tip, but you can absolutely parlay like player player props with like the same game parlay bullshit but often they won't let you do the same player or if you do it in the same game parlay format they'll just reduce it so much to, so they will let you so it's like if, if it should pay plus 1600 they'll pay you plus 750 and they'll be like yeah we'll allow this because if we pay him it's laughing it's the same thing with like first touchdown score it's like if, all if, i know is that if you, you have know, the first look. touchdown score and it's plus 500 it should pay plus probably twelve hundred on average. And people go, I don't care. I just won five to one. I don't care. It's like they're <laughs> laughing at you. It's like it's like if you flip heads and tails, and it's like they get twenty five cents every time it's heads, and you get seventy five. Tyler, every time it's, it's, a, it's, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, brother. You're missing out. You've been okay. hanging out with too many white chicks and reading fortune cookies, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really know. I, 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 the fortune cookie part, I get. <laughs> But that's okay. All right, um, so Hubie Halloween is my review. Yes, Hubie, you got to watch Hubie. Okay. Oh, review it. Yes, we'll good. We'll de- if you I'll, can do a review. That's what I was asking I w- for. I would love that. Yeah. So Ryan's doing a review next week. Hubie Halloween, outdated movie review. Are you cool with that, Will? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. All right. Maybe cool. I'll try to make some time to watch it too. You should. Uh, so I can't you can guarantee it. Uh, yeah. so. And you can critique uh, Ryan's critique. A double team. Yeah. Oh, it's a double <laughs> team. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Of course, follow us on social media at Twitter uh, at CFB underscore pod. We're on Instagram. Uh, College Football Tailgate is the name. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you Wednesday.